Good evening, ladies. Thank you for joining myself and Brandy. <laughs> We're talking about codependency. She's going to lead and then I will follow. Don't say it like that. I'm going to start and you're going to bring us home. You know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay, your girl's okay. thirsty. Oh. Daddy running around getting the keys for the other buildings. But okay, we're good. So, yes, like we said, we're talking about codependency. So, have you guys ever, like, you've seen this scene in movies where someone's like leaning on something, but then it's not there and they completely just like fall through and just hurt themselves? Or maybe you guys haven't seen that scene in a movie, but have you ever. Just yeah. try to lean on something and then it wasn't there to support you and you fell. Yeah. Hopefully not, because that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, like if she leaned on me and I would have, you know, like a trust fall that goes wrong. Well, similar to that. In Matthew 7, 24 through 27, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because its foundation is on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell down with a great crash. In our lives, we had to be super intentional about who and what we're putting all of our weight on and what weight we're taking on. So what you depend on impacts your whole life, whether you immediately realize it or not, just like the scripture was illustrating. In 1 Peter and in Psalms, the scripture tells us to cast our burdens on Jesus because he cares for us. And in Matthew, it tells us that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Codependency is excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner. Typically, it's one who requires support because of illness or addiction. And we know that to be strongholds um, in the spiritual sense. And codependency occurs when a person believes that their sense of validation or security comes from somebody else. In a clinical viewpoint of this, it stems from a place of incomplete healing from old wounds. That could be like childhood wounds or something like that. And it occurs when a loved one is dealing with addiction or mental illness or trauma, abuse, and it results from not properly taking care of that hurt and that pain and that anger. And so as a believer, we know that this means that instead of believing that walking um, in the freedom like in truth that God gives us, for example, like we are fearfully and wonderfully created, um, therefore there's no condemnation in Christ, we are healed by Jesus' stripes, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. We know that if we choose to be codependent, it's just kind of like subconsciously choosing to not believe those truths that the Bible says, that Jesus says over us. And that means that we value man's opinion and man's strength over what God can do for us. And so codependency is a huge issue attacking believers today because it causes us to take our focus off of God, who is our security, who is our identity, who is our provider. It causes us to stop focusing on God and focus on our problem or the person that can fix our problem. The root of codependency is something very common because we know the word of God tells us that the struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's actually a spiritual thing with principalities and, and spirits that are ruling and fighting. So our validation and our security are what's being challenged in the spiritual realm. Have you ever felt fearful or insecure? And it's not always something obvious like, oh, my life is at stake or I don't feel pretty after I just left the gym. It's the meditation of your heart. What are you thinking about? What do you spend your time thinking about? What is your heart feeling? Do you ever fear of being like insignificant or not important because someone's not constantly validating you and telling you how great you are? Or is there a deep like sadness in your heart over a void you can't seem to fill? And what are the insecure thought patterns that are on repeat in your head? 
If so far you feel you can't directly relate to the textbook definition of codependency, there are many more discreet ways that the spirit can sneak into your life. Do you ever feel the burden of someone relying on you for their happiness or their peace or their security? The spirit of codependency can manifest itself in any way that you emotionally or psychologically rely on something that's other than God himself. This could be with your family or your friendships or even your relationship. So everyone write down Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. I'm going to read it for you guys. It says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wasteland. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like the tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes, and its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought, and it never fails to bear fruit. So being validated, yes, it feels good, makes you feel important, makes you feel worthy, makes you feel needed. But not all validation is good. Be very careful where you find your validation from because people are very fickle Mm -hmm. and our opinions change daily. Like what's trendy today is irrelevant tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And if you put like your confidence, your validation in people tomorrow, you won't have any because it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. So we can't depend on man's opinion of us. And the enemy knows how to keep you from achieving what God created you to do. Mm -hmm. One of the things is by fear. Fear is very paralyzing. It'll keep you from moving forward. It'll keep you from doing like what you think God calls you to do because you're insecure. You're like, oh, I'm not good enough for that. Like, oh, I don't think God told me that. It'll keep you second guessing and doubting the voice of the Lord. But another way that I think is a little bit sneakier is that um, he'll use like you and like make your time super busy and occupy you with doing somebody, something for somebody else mm-hmm. that's actually their burden to carry and not yours. You weren't designed to carry those burdens, but he'll disguise it as something like, oh, I'm blessing them, but that could actually be him distracting you and taking your time. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Galatians 6, 4 through 5, it says, each one should test their own actions. Mm-hmm. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to somebody else. For each one should carry their own load. You can't be God for somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's not your job to save somebody. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Mm-hmm. And, um, The situation is different for everybody, but um, if you have someone like this in your life, you are in that position to influence and to impact. So you're called in that situation to turn them to Jesus, Mm -hmm. and the rest is not necessarily your job, even though, like I said, it does look different for everybody, so be very prayerful about these situations that you're in. But in codependency, there are two roles. There's one that needs somebody to validate them to feel that way, but there's also the enabler, the second person in that role. So just be very prayerful that you don't get manipulated and become an enabler on accident by trying to do God's will. So just mm. be in prayer about that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. If you find yourself relying on something other than God to validate you or make you feel secure, then really ask yourself, why is that? What do you subconsciously believe is greater than God? Why can't you find that validation in God? Why don't you turn to God first when you're feeling these things? As a believer, we are to diligently seek God. So sometimes if we're not careful, we get wrapped up in life and just seem to think that we're good enough where we are. Like, we don't need God. I'm good. I got this. I'm having under control. But that's a lie. That's a lie of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't say that out loud, but like our actions say that we feel that way. Mm-hmm. 
And if we love Jesus and consider ourselves to be believers, we have to truly believe that he is who he says he is in the Bible. And that's how we show that we depend on God, by believing in him and standing on his word. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And yes, lady, just know that we have to trust and believe and know that Jesus took care of all of our codependency issues over 2,000 years ago when he died on the cross. You know, we're so busy trying to take care of things on our own, trying to figure it out in our own way. He has given us the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us and, and work our way through these issues. So if we are not dependent on or relying on him, you know, we are doing ourselves and our families a, a great disservice. Okay, we are mighty women of God. Okay, so it's time for us to stop playing games with, um, with the world. If we call ourselves Christians, this is what we're supposed to do. The most powerful gift we can give our families is our total dependence on God. Psalm 62 and 5 says, I depend on God alone. I put my hope in him. Psalms 118 and 8 says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Okay. Yes. 1 Corinthians 2 and 5 says, Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And then I just reiterate Jeremiah 17 and 7, what brand a passage. He said, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Amen. Amen. So I'm calling to my moms, my grandmas, my aunties, my spiritual moms, and even you young girls, because you're going to be moms one day. Um <laughs> You have to uh, owe it to our families to have a close and personal, intimate relationship with God, okay? Because the more you know him, the more you can trust him. You know how you get to know somebody. The more you know them, the more you can trust them. So we owe it to our families to just be so close to God. And so uh, we need to ask ourselves, what legacy do we want to leave our families you know, what examples do we want our children to emulate? Um, for me personally, I want to leave a legacy of faith. Yes. <laughs> you know, I just want to, I, I just, that's just what I want my kids to see. You know, when things are going wrong, I don't want them to see me breaking down. I want them to see me trusting in this great, big, mighty God that I say that we serve, you know? So God is so awesome. So that's what I'm going to leave. Uh, um, legacy of faith so it's one thing for us to you know play super mom and and um think that we can multitask so well we can um you know take care of the house and go to church and take care of our jobs and um you know even take care of other family members you know we can do all that in our own strength you know but you know i want to be this super <laughs> spiritual mom double s on our chest okay knowing that when we have all these issues that come up crisis and different things going on in our lives i want to be the one that will turn these things over to god okay not try to handle them on my on our own so if you can do that you earn two s's on your chest okay <laughs> Ooh. And also, you know, um, you know, we know as um, parents, it's not just what we say, it's what we do. You know, our children are not just listening, they may be half listening even, but they're um, watching us. 
you know, to see. <laughs> they're watching us to see, you know, how we're doing this thing, how we're walking this life. And so, um, you know, when we have these challenges in our lives, you know, how are we going to handle these crises? How does mama handle a crisis? Does she break down and, and give up hope? Or will she point me to this great I am, this God that she says she served us so mighty and so awesome? So that's what we want to do. We want to point our kids to the great I am because he is so awesome and he's able to take care of every situation, anything that will come our way. He's already seen the other side of it. Amen. So I, I just can't stress it enough. The awesome power of a mom that puts her total trust and dependence in the Lord Jesus Christ. Huh? Amen. Awesome, awesome, huh? Ooh, you know, I got some examples I, um, in the Bible of some mighty moms. Hello. Um, over in Exodus 2, what we found, Moses. Y'all know Moses. Yes. Well, if it wasn't for his mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trusting God, you know, she didn't want, she said, he's not going to die. I'm not going to kill my baby. She put him in the basket. She put him in the Nile River and trusted God and God saved him because he had a calling on his life to be the one that delivered those children out of Egypt, right? Children of Israel. Then over in 1 Kings um, chapter 17, we hear of this widow of Zarephath. She, um was preparing her last meal um, for her and her son and they were preparing um, just to die of starvation because that was going to be her last meal but she ran to a prophet of God Elijah and he said just give me what you got prepare a, 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 a meal for me and your son and through that, because she depended on God, she trusted God through this prophet. God uh, performed a miracle, provided food for her and her son um, until the uh, famine was over. Thus, God spared their lives. They didn't die of starvation, huh? How awesome is that? <laughs> In Judges 13, we know Samson and Delilah. Mm-hmm. Well, his mama had a charge to not cut his hair, okay? She obeyed the Lord, did not cut his hair because that was where his anointing was. And so he was one of the first ones to start delivering the children from the Philistines. So, yay, Samson's mama. (laughs) And uh, I got another one. Um, 2 Kings 4 was another widow woman. She, um, her husband died and left them in great debt. And the uh, creditors would come in. They said, okay, if you can't pay, then I'll take your sons for slavery. And she said, oh, God, what am I going to do? So she came into the prophet Elisha. And um, he said, what you got in your house? She had some oil. And um, God multiplied that oil. He, um, he multiplied that oil. He performed that miracle. Enabled her to pay off her debt. And her sons didn't have to go into slavery. Amen. <laughs> awesome, awesome. God is still doing miracles today. Yes, he is still doing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I just heard, just want to share a couple of testimonies I've heard of uh, awesome men and women of God. Um, Travis Green, the gospel singer, he made the song, You Made Away, awesome song. But um, his mom was a mighty woman of faith. He has an awesome anointing on his life. His mom, um, when he was four years old, he fell out of a four-story window. He was pronounced dead at the hospital. 
But his mama, she didn't accept death. Hello? <laughs> she took that lifeless body. She called on the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, and the blood of Jesus. God raised that young man, saved his life. Hallelujah. Thank God for a praying, believing mama, okay? Thank you, Jesus. Another uh, just happened to be a worship leader, Eddie James, if you guys know him. His woman was a, his mom was a mighty woman of faith. He, um, she, he said, he told a story one time, they didn't have any food in the house. Mom set them all at the table, okay? Mm -hmm. She put pots, empty pots on the stove as if, you know, they, she was cooking. Mm -hmm. They prayed, thank God. All of a sudden, there was a knock at the door. Went to the door, 12 bags of groceries. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That's the power of a praying mama. Power of a mama that believes in God, okay? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Even in our family, we've seen some awesome healings. My mom's back there. <laughs> She's um, overcome um, many surgeries. Thank you, Jesus. He's overcome some um, uh, many uh, serious surgeries. God has, has brought her through many we've even um got a, a survivor cancer survivor in our family thank you jesus we had a brother who's had a double heart attack and um god has just given him a new heart so god is just so awesome if you just trust him if you just lean into him if you just depend on him thank you jesus um we had a sweet sister um, passed away, and we had her funeral last Saturday, Miss Barbara DeBato. Her granddaughter stood up there and had some awesome words to say. She said, I just remember um, different things my grandmama taught me. She taught me how to sew, how to do my hair, how to do my nails. But one uh, important thing she taught me was how to pray. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. And she said that um, not just... Um, told her she showed her she walked that life out in front of her and that's the legacy her children have mm -hmm. this woman that walked her life out in front of them showed them the way to God and how to trust him so powerful legacy powerful legacy ladies we serve a great and mighty God mm -hmm. and he says in this word if we draw near to him he will draw near to us thank you Jesus so uh, the closer we get to him, the more we can trust him. As I said before, the more we can trust him, the more we'll depend on him. That means the less we'll depend on other people to fulfill our needs, to meet our needs, right? So God is just so awesome, so amazing. Oh, so my challenge to you ladies today. You know, in your quest to getting closer to God, um, if you're not a part of a Bible study, please join one. Be a part of a prayer group or, um, you know, just make that effort to just get closer and closer to God. You can't be uh, live this life by yourself. He says iron sharpens iron. Okay. And he says um, where at least any two or three got us together in his name there he, he is here in our midst so ladies we need each other young girls we need other people he says if at least any two agree on anything his word will be established so we need others to lean on to pray with 
to, to hold us accountable, to show us how to be dependent on this great and mighty God we serve. You know, some of us may not know how to do that, but if you link up to somebody else who does, hello, <laughs> that's where our strength comes from in numbers. So it's just awesome. I just want to share um, in my closing, my family, um, my mom and my sister's here, Terry and my niece. Um, we started a prayer group over three, uh, a prayer line over three years ago. Every morning, Monday through Thursday, we get together and, and call. We have a prayer line. We call and um, we pray in the mornings with our family, you know, and, and like I said, we've seen many miracles in our families because mm-hmm. of that just awesomeness. And so just the power in that. And we just encourage you to God, get together with your sisters, your moms, your cousins, whoever, just start a prayer line. My um sons, the guy, the nephews, they've even started their own prayer line. And so we're just like powerful, powerful, powerful. So we have, uh, we've included, we've invited our Friday, uh, we have what, Friday friends, uh, we've in, invited um, Fridays, we open it up to f- for friends to join us on our prayer line. So I actually put the number right here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you guys for listening and um, I know you guys are blessed because God's just all in here. <laughs> so just, um, he's awesome. Thank you all. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. We have time for questions. Um, yeah, keep it on. We have time for questions. Yes, Trinity. I wanted to ask Brandy, um, what personal experience do you have in like codependency and like probably like just depending on others or like something else or anything. Yeah, I feel like that, I feel like it's natural for like me to like want to depend on my mom. But um, I don't think, I hope I wasn't like a way where like leeching off her for um, <laughs> dependence or whatever. But just like wanting to like have faith and like my faith be her faith. But I can't love Jesus the way that she does. Like that's not my relationship with God. Like just because my mom praises me in that I'm saved, you know? So finding my own way to like, trust God for myself not just like running to her every time something went wrong like instead of like going to her for my problems first um just learning how to like talk to God myself how to pray for myself how to dig in the scripture for myself and get breakthrough by myself like not having my breakthrough depend on like my mom being there like praying over me like that's very powerful but when you can do it yourself wow Mm -hmm. that's when you can experience God's presence for yourself that's something that's so different and that's Mm -hmm. so amazing and that's like liberating like being able to hear Mm -hmm. the, the voice of the Lord for yourself and figure out how he talks to you so I think that just happened over time like when I realized that like I was doing that probably was like probably honestly was like when I left for college because mm-hmm. I didn't have her with mm-hmm. me all the time mm-hmm. and I was like shoot if something goes do- down like do I call well she didn't answer her phone like what do I like so mm-hmm. when you're in that time when like you're alone and feel like isolated that's when you can just press into God more and he shows up that's a really cool thing that his word says that if you seek him he'll reach out he'll be right there with you so just testing him in that yeah good awesome awesome that gave me comfort to know that if something ever happened to me that she can bail me out with that prayer and that trusting yeah, in God, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so that's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> powerful, powerful. Yes. Uh-oh. We had two. Two questions. 
Yeah, yeah, fight to see who goes first. a child that incessantly needs your advice and your it's hard to say no to your child and especially when you know he has no relationship with God. Right. And so he he is trying to I, I honestly believe my son is trying to find his way back to God and I don't want to turn that off. Right. But I also don't want him to think that he can substitute me for mm-hmm. God. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Discuss. Mm-hmm, Discuss. Mm-hmm, you're, mm-hmm. You have kids, so maybe you can start. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll chime in right Just, um, you know, he wants us to cast all of our cares and our yes. burdens on his shoulder and he yes. said he will perfect everything that concerns us when he says that he means it yes. you know and so if we're trying to you know take it's like she said we're taking God's job you know we're getting in his way and um you know do we really trust God when we're doing that to take care of our, our children you know young or old it's like um he knows what to do. He has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us individually. I remember my son, he was um, uh, transitioning from basketball into music, his true gift. Mm-hmm. And God did it so sweetly. And um, and I call myself thanking God for, you know, I thought I was in the right. Thank you, God, for just ma- doing it so awesomely. He wasn't devastated when he didn't make the basketball team. He went over to God rebuked me and said, I care about your son more than you could ever care about him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So just know it was his child first, mm-hmm. you know, and we need to just let go and let God. If our kids find ourselves in a ditch, in prison, in juvenile, let go and let God. Right. Let, let them do it. Yep. Let, I want my child to see me trust in God. That's mm-hmm. my legacy. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing everything for them, where is my trust in God? That's what we want to leave. And one thing that I want to encourage you with is if you see that that battle happening, that he, like, his heart wants to be there, but, like, his actions don't line up, that's encouraging. Because it means that you've planted stuff in him that's mm-hmm. going to point him to God no matter what. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that are out there in the world don't have that inner tug to, like, do what's right and, like, seek what's right. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that is a struggle, that means that, you know, God's got him. It's and moving. he's pushing him in the right direction. Yes. So just keep being a praying mama. Keep, you know, keep being there for him. But you don't have to hold his hand. But, you know, just like say, this is what the scripture says. Look it up. Look up, you know, just like encourage him in that way. But yeah, he he is. God's got him. He's got him. I'd like to say that. Uh In this same room two years ago, Uh I taught a class on the first mother and daughters uh, conference conference in this same room. Uh And mine was adult daughters. Ooh. And it could be the same way yeah, with yeah. adult son. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't want to become an enabler. Right. Right. That's mm-hmm. the worst thing you can become. Jesus. But you have to you they have to see you. Your faith. They they have to see you in the home. Mm-hmm. Worshiping God, yes. studying your word, yes. and have total respect for you. Yes. They've yes. got to gain that respect for you in order to mm-hmm. know I need to come to you for prayer, not just to be an enabler, yeah. but, but, yeah. but spiritual help. Mm-hmm. Yes. They have to see it in you. Because I have four children. <laughs> I have two girls and two boys. And every one of them, thank the Lord, 
they know mom. Mm -hmm. And they know I don't play. Oof. Amen. We know. They know I don't. Amen. They never have come to stay with me because oh. they will never stay with you. Ooh. Because you Amen. Oh, Woo, teachers. So and then all the grown one of them. Thank you, Jesus. Married, uh, a Jesus. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. And just to reiterate yes. what everyone, you all, I'm hearing that you all are saying, mm -hmm. understand. Mm -hmm. you, you may not always have an answer. Hmm. That's true. You, don't, right. you can't no, fix everything. Mm -hmm. right. mm -hmm. God didn't put you here to fix everything. Right. Sometimes he's going to take people through the process. Yeah. They're going to have to go through the dilemma. Yeah. Crisis all on their own. Yes. You will not be able to take care of that because if you could, then we'd all be praying. Mm -hmm. Right. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> so then when they call and they say, well, mom, such and such a thing, and I need this, and mm -hmm. you can't do that, and you know this, and you know that, mm -hmm. you say, listen, you know what, and you know that I love you, but I tell you what, your father in heaven loves you even more even so. Yes. Yes. We're going to pray about it. Yes. Yes. So when they come to you and they ask you, I don't know the answer to that. I hmm. can't help you with that particular Jesus. issue, not in my own yeah, so strength. We, so you know mm -hmm. what we're going to do? Over the phone, or however you talking to, communicating with this person, mm -hmm. we just gonna pray on that right now, mm -hmm. and then you are gonna watch God work, cause mm -hmm. He's gonna put people in place to help you That's get right. to the point where you need Amen. to be, yes. right? And you can yes. watch and see how all these things start to come together, mm -hmm. and it's gonna be because of that continued prayer that you do and you have it all the time. Just continue mm -hmm. to pray for your son, but when He calls and He needs you, the best thing you can do is pray with Him. Amen. Yeah, right. don't, you don't have to figure it out and think about That's the answer. And what is the answer? What do I say? And how do I say? I told some people, I said, I, you don't have to always say anything. Sometimes people need you to listen. Yes. You don't Thank have to Jesus. try to have an answer for everything. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. People, your friends, you may not know the answer. Mm -hmm. They ain't going to come and say, Mary, such and such a thing happened. The guy said he looked at mm -hmm. me. Somebody texted me. They booed me. They said my hair was this and I was that. And you, that fingernail polish looked awful and whatever, whatever. Well, you know what, Mary? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Amen. We're going to get that Amen. on to God. Then you keep on pressing on and you keep on rolling and you keep on doing what you do. Thank yeah, you, God's Jesus. got it. Amen. 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 We're going to close in prayer. It's going to be exciting to see what God does in your life. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Father, yeah, we just that. thank you and praise you because you're so awesome and you're so amazing. And you just want us all to just depend on you, to trust and rely on you solely, on you alone. Yes, so, Father God, we thank you that you planted these seeds into our hearts, Lord God. We pray that they just marinate and stir up, Lord God, and just for, do the things that you want us to do. Help us just to rely more on your Holy Spirit as you lead and guide us through this walk of life. But just help us to know your powerful love for us, that you will not leave us nor forsake us or in the states that we find ourselves in. 
and all the answers are in you and all your promises are yes and amen and we just thank you for blessing these awesome ladies leading them to your throne whenever issues come up we're no longer going to carry these burdens on our own but we're going to give them all to you we praise you that you're the great burden bearer hallelujah your shoulders are bigger than all of ours we thank you for all these things in jesus precious name Amen, amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, ladies. Uh-oh. One more question. Is there a second time?